to hobbits at heart and here we are again Kelsey another couple weeks have gone by and I'm so excited to be back like I am literally every single week it feels weird not having a guest with us this week I know it's always so fun to have a guest it just adds a little extra energy and different perspective Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I know we've both been crazy busy lately so I'm just glad that we were able to fit this in I know me too. I was going to say, speaking of guests, our last episode guest, Nessa held the cutest, most wholesome Hobbit themed 33rd birthday party for herself. And it was the best, most relaxing time I think I've ever had or had in a very long time. And I just had to say that out loud on here. That is so sweet. I know I'm so bummed I couldn't make it, but the pictures just looked perfect. Like everyone was dressed perfectly. It looked like she had cute little sandwiches. Everything. Oh, Lindsay, let me tell you, everything was so perfect. The tent was just like canvas and wood that, that, um, her husband had put up and all the food was vegan. And there was an entire spread of gluten-free food that I could eat. It was so thoughtful and kind. And I just, so sweet. I didn't have to worry about anything that day. We just all relaxed. We sat on a blanket. We had fun. Like we drank (laughs) chamomile tea, which we now call shamamale. (laughs) (laughs) If you look at the word chamomile, just say it. Shamamale. <laughs> You'll be happier. Yeah. I love that. I like saying chamomile because I think that's how the English chamomile. say it. Chamomile. Well, chamomile not anymore. Shamamale. Shamamale. I love that. That's way more fun to say. Yeah. And it was like with strawberries in it. It was so good. And I just, I was like, I need to remember this feeling and I need to remember all of this stuff because I want to throw a big party. I was going to say my wedding one day, but at this rate, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> so when I have a big party, I want it to be like that. It was so nice and so relaxing and people were walking by. <laughs> they were like, we love your medieval party. And we were like, huh, it's <laughs> Hobbit. It's Lord of the Rings. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that sounds so lovely. I'm so bummed I missed it. But yeah, I'm going to have to ask Nessa for some notes because I would love to have a 33rd Bilbo right? birthday party. That would be fun. Well, and I didn't realize that like the significance of a 33rd birthday party to hobbits. So Nessa mm-hmm. kind of explained that to me, but I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. So anyways, you and I, at least Lindsay should plan a little picnic day where we <gasps> rest like hobbits and literally just go have our own picnic because it was so relaxing. I'm telling you, it was like, everyone should just find a day to go and relax. Uh, I love that. And I love picnics. Like I signed me up for a picnic. I want to, yeah, get a blanket, sit in the grass. We should do that. I know. We were just saying how we want to hang out. So in person, for (laughs) for all of you listeners, (laughs) Lindsay and I see each other when we record on Zoom and we rarely see each other in person now because we're both very busy people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I had an accent for that last sentence, but. I feel like every episode we make some sort of plans with each other while recording. It's like our poor listeners are like, well, 
Thanks there for they the go again. Yeah. <laughs> I think we said we were going to go to a Quidditch match last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of these days, here's me doing it again. We could have like an in-person Hobbits at Heart, you know, picnic, and some of our listeners and friends could come too. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be fun. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, me coming up with plans here on the spot um, <laughs> when we both have zero time anyway. to do anything with our lives. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, we're very busy. I know, Lindsay, we've been super busy, but especially you because you started a new really cool job. Yes, I did, which actually it's already been like six or seven weeks or almost two Wait, months now since no, I started has this it job. been that yeah. long? I started March 4th and we're on May 1st today. Isn't that oh crazy? My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I got literally what feels like a dream job, at least for right now. So I feel really lucky. Um, I'm doing publicity for a theater group out here in LA. So I get to attend a bunch of theater shows and meet a bunch of performers and directors and playwrights. And I just, it's just amazing. I love, I've always loved theater. I've always loved musical theater and it never occurred to me before seeing this job posting that I could work in theater, but not necessarily in a creative aspect. Um, Cause you know, like I'm not really a performer anymore. I don't do props. I don't do costuming. I'm not going to be a director, any of that stuff, but it's just really cool to be involved in theater in, in some shape or form through my work. So. Yes. And I'm so excited and I love seeing all of your like updates and all the shows that you get to go see and you're doing yeah. such a good job. You're killing Thank it. Thank you. Thanks. You're it welcome. feels really great. Like this is the first time I think since the job where you and I met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the place that shall not be named. Um, I know. That I have really enjoyed work, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Lindy. You know, I, I, I enjoyed my other jobs, but it wasn't something where I was like, I'm so excited to go into work today. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to work next week. You know? Oh, wait, that makes me so happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> so good. Yay. Oh. And I know like not everyone is lucky enough to have that, you know, and, or even throughout over time and stuff. So I'm really glad that you are experiencing that right now. And hopefully other people can find that someplace you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And I just, I, I feel like I've been telling a lot of people to be patient if you are looking for a job, even just a new job or the dream job. Cause you know, it's, I've been working for 12 years of my life now (laughs) and I finally, or no, maybe not 12, 10 years. And it took that long for me to get this job. I was applying for jobs for like a year and a half. I was gonna say you've been applying throughout like the entire pandemic. Mm -hmm. Basically on and off. And I had a lot of interviews and a lot of rejections and it was hard, but I just, yeah, I feel really lucky that I finally landed something. So yay! Yay! (laughs) I know I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. And it is a good example of like, if anyone else is going through this, you know, like it does take time and you, but you still do have to keep putting yourself out there, which can be really hard, but you got this patience. You got it. You got Thanks. This. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got this guys. Yeah. You keep, keep the doing people. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we you believe got this in too, you. Lindsay. You- Thanks. <laughs> I did get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. Uh, yeah. I, I have oh, been goodness. trying to like remind myself when I'm proud of myself lately too. Like 
Mm -hmm. starting a new job can be really hard and scary. And there are times that I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or I make mistakes, but just reminding myself like, Hey, Lindsay, I'm, I am proud of myself for the things that I've done in the last two months. And, you know, I think it's important to be able to recognize that. Oh, I love that. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. Well, that's, that's pretty much my life update. I don't know if we want to dive into the chapter or if you have anything uh, interesting <laughs> to share, Kelsey. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we're laughing a little because I just gave Lindsay the whole saga of what's been interesting in my life, which I will give you very briefly in that. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay's going to do a spit take over there. I was um, drinking some tea. <laughs> yes. In true Kelsey fashion, I have injured myself. And um, the biggest tragedy of all is that when I fell, I dropped my banana bread. And I could not eat this banana bread any longer because it fell down the stairs. <laughs> I feel like you've told this story on our podcast before. Did I? But I don't know for sure. It I maybe did. It was in January. Okay. Okay, everyone. If I said this before, I apologize. But I did fall down the stairs in January <laughs> and drop my banana bread. I also landed on my tailbone and possibly fractured it. <laughs> so as we sit here recording, I yes, I am sitting on a donut pillow. Um, but the best update of all is that I finally was able to start physical therapy. And uh, it hurts, but it's important. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... And I started actual therapy too. I'm really stoked about that. I was thinking like when you were talking about feeling proud of yourself in the last two months, that is definitely something I'm proud of myself for recently. Um, it's a really cool journey to be on. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. I feel like for, for both things, because when you were telling me your story about, you know, going to the doctors and you really, speaking of being a Gryffindor from our last episode, you really advocated for yourself to make sure that you got the care and treatment that you yeah. needed. And also going to therapy, I think, you know, I think it's gotten better having that stigma around it, but there still mm -hmm. can be sometimes, or it can be hard to admit to yourself, like I need to go to therapy and to take those steps. So yeah, I'm just proud of you all around too, Kelsey. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I mean, it's definitely helping and, um, it's a really cool thing to do. I've always been that person that's like, you should go to therapy. Therapy's great. Da, 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 da. But I never actually did it myself. Yeah. I was like, I think. I think it's time that I put on my big girl pants and, you know, go to therapy. And I love my therapist. Like, I'm so lucky. She is so sweet. She's so great. So that's yay. good. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Proud of myself. <laughs> Proud um, of you too. But yeah, thank you. I, when I went to this last doctor's appointment, I was like talking to myself beforehand saying, I will advocate for physical therapy today. And this is how I'm going to do it. And so to have you say that, it really, um, solidifies that, that that's what I did. And that's, that it worked, but mm -hmm. anyways, enough about me and my issues. Your coccyx. Yeah. Coccyx. C-O-C-C-Y-X. It is a very interesting word. Yeah, it is. They should put that word on Wordle. Oh no. It's six letters, not five. Mm, I don't mind. play Wordle. Oh, it's good. It's good. My family and I play it. And we just text each other our results every day in our group chat. But see, like you're really good at like crossword puzzles and. I do love just, a good crossword puzzle. Yeah. I just, I hate that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get too frustrated. We compliment each other really easily. I mean, like, I know. you know, 
you're good at things that I'm not good at. I'm good at things that you're not good at. I do love Sudoku. Kirsten turned me on to Sudoku. Oh, I, I don't like love Sudoku. Sudoku. See, there you go. Numbers are not my thing. We make a great team, Lynn. Look I at know. that. <laughs> like we're so surprised. Okay, know, we need to get into why this. We love each other. <laughs> oh my goodness. The listeners are like, I thought I came here for chapter six. Here we I go. Know. We're getting a, a life story today, but I, I love it. I feel like we got to update the people. And yeah. this is what keeps our podcast us. It's keeping it real, you know? Yeah. I feel like our listeners, hopefully you guys all feel like you're our friends too, whether we have met or not. I know. <laughs> um, shall I read us into chapter six? Oh, yes, please. Okay, okay. Chapter six, out of the frying pan into the fire. Bilbo had escaped the goblins, but he did not know where he was. He had lost hood, cloak, food, pony, his buttons, and his friends. He wandered on and on till the sun began to sink westwards behind the mountains. Ooh. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. I love how just right off the bat in our book where it says he wandered on and on till the sun began to sink westwards behind the mountains is italicized. And even though I obviously knew what that meant, there was a part of my brain that was like, wait, what does that mean? Why is that important? Why is this italicized? Oh, I did not get what it meant at first. And then I kept reading and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> he made it through the mountain. I know. <laughs> We're Fancy on the other that. side of the mountains. I feel like Bilbo and his party, while they have a lot of bad luck, they have a lot of good luck too. Like mm -hmm. good, you know, it was very good luck for Bilbo that he found his way out of the mountain and that they made it to the other side by going through the goblin tunnels. Mm -hmm. And also that, as we'll see in a minute, he stumbles upon the dwarves, you know? Yes. Yes. And I love before that, at the bottom of this page, um, he's saying like, he doesn't know where they are or like what's happened to them, but he had just made up his mind that it was his duty that he must turn back. Oh, I, I know like, he's such a good person. These dwarves don't deserve Bilbo. <laughs> I, I mean, know they're good too, but it was just one of those moments. Where I was like, wow, Bilbo that like, I don't know. Bilbo in chapter one, maybe would not have done that. You know what I mean? A lot of character development here. Yeah, you really get to see his growth. And it's true. I wrote down that it was just so brave of him because here's sweet, tiny little Bilbo. Mm -hmm. He does have his invisible ring, but he's going to literally go back into the tunnel with Gollum and the goblins. What is he going to do against them to free 13 dwarves? But I know he's going to do it. I know. Uh, or he would have done it. If yeah. He oh, I, know. I love it. And I also, um, right after this, when he sees them, um, he sees Balin, I think first, right? Mm -hmm. How do you say it? Every time I say that, I think like Balin, <laughs> like B-A-L-L-I-N apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's Balin. That's what okay, I yeah. said. Okay. So he sees Balin and he says that he could have like clapped and shouted for joy, but he did not. At first I didn't realize he was wearing the ring, but I was like, wow. This is, it took me back to when he went to like steal the purse of the troll and oh, didn't yeah. really think things through before he did them. But here he is thinking things through before he does them. <laughs> think before you act, Bilbo. He's doing it. Yeah. He, uh, once again, Bilbo's growing. He's, he's getting some street smarts. Yeah. Or the fact that he even thought to put the ring on in the first place in this moment 
it like shows that he's like developed a little bit as a character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely (laughs) and I love that he's just being sneaky he's like I'm just gonna give them all a little surprise (laughs) little mischievous (laughs) Bilbo yeah I said like Bilbo sass again I know and then you know while Bilbo is creeping up to um listen in on what Gandalf and the dwarves are saying I just couldn't believe I wrote that it was so savage that one of the dwarves uh wait is it the dwarves or is it Gandalf oh yeah he has one of the dwarves says he has been been more trouble than you so far if we have to go back now into those abominable tunnels to look for him then drat him I say And I was just like, oh my God, yeah, these dwarves, they're going to listen. Bilbo was about to go back to find them. And I these know. dwarves are like, nah. I know. And then, and then Gandalf is like, hold up, hold up, you know, standing up for Bilbo. But I was like, okay, Gandalf, where's this version of you all the time? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then Gandalf is, you know, kind of yelling at Dory he said he's like whatever did you want to go and drop him for dory and then dory's like you would have dropped him if a goblin had suddenly (laughs) grabbed your legs out from behind you in the dark and then gandalf is like why didn't you pick him up again and i just wrote i feel like dory is the pippin in this situation yes (laughs) where gandalf is just so frustrated with him but dory's like dude there were goblins (laughs) yeah like we all thought when you said, come on, everybody, we thought everybody was going. How was I supposed to know? It was dark. Yeah. In this whole part, like at first I was like, Dory, come on. I'm going to dock you like a half a point on this little list that I'm making, <laughs> keeping score of all the dwarves, which I still need to actually make. But I think it just has Dwalin, Dory, and Balin on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. That sounds but- about right. Yeah, but at first it's like, uh, come on, Dory, come on, be a part of the team. But then he comes around. Yeah, I know. But in that moment, that is, I think, worth half negative half a point. I, I know. But then, like, I get it. I would have dropped mm-hmm. him, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so like, maybe, I don't, know. I don't know. He did carry him for a bit. This is true. I also um, felt like, you know, because... Bilbo is listening to all of this and, you know, he's hearing Gandalf and the dwarves bicker back and forth. And the dwarves are kind of saying that Bilbo's no good and all that stuff. And I was just thinking, like, imagine hearing your friends talk about you and argue about you like that. Like I would hate, I I don't want to hear what my friends have to say about me when I'm not in the room. (laughs) I just, I I don't have the self-esteem to hear you speak negatively about me. Oh my goodness. No, I I know I'm, there's part of me that was surprised they didn't go a little deeper into like, how dare they be saying these things about me? But I think Mm -hmm. he was just so excited to be like, I'm going to sneak up on them. Yeah. He didn't really care. Plus everyone did kind of have valid points there. That's true. This did make me think that I, you know, when people say like, what special power would you want to have? And sometimes people say, I want to read people's thoughts. (laughs) Sorry, we literally like cut each other off and then we're about to say the exact same thing. Wow. Sorry, guys. I love us. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's just that I don't, I have never understood why anyone would say I want to be able to read people's thoughts. Like, you know, freaking Edward Cullen, like, no, thank you. 
I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that it was like people choose to be invisible so that they can then go listen to what people have Mm. to say about them. I don't want to know people's thoughts. Every, every single thought. I don't even want to know all of my own thoughts. I know what I want to take on everybody else's. Like imagine if you're sitting there telling someone a story and then they're sitting there thinking like, oh my God, I just hope she shuts up soon. (laughs) I don't want to know that. (laughs) I know. I know. It's like, oh gosh. Oh my goodness. But then that's why the invisible one is a little bit better because you would just be listening to what people are putting out into the world willingly, as opposed to just what's going on in their head. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, <laughs> this is just making me think about like, like what superpower would you want to have? And like, da, 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 all that stuff. I don't know. Do you know what superpower you would want to have? Oh yes, I do. I would want to be able to control all of the elements. <gasps> Yeah. Avatar Lindsay. Yes. But I want to control all of them. If I had to choose, I'd probably pick water. Okay. Well, yeah. Avatar does use all of them. Oh, sorry. I haven't watched Avatar. <gasps> Lindsay. <laughs> really? I know. I know. <laughs> this is a problem with a lot of my friends. No, it's not a problem. It's just something that I think you would really enjoy. Like, I honestly think you're like sleeping on this one here. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I watched maybe four or five episodes because Kirsten gave me her DVD set and I mm-hmm. could not get into it, but I probably should have given it more of a chance Okay, and kept going. Here's the thing. If you don't get into it, that's fine. That's valid. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was literally every time, I feel like every time I'm with Kirsten and a group of people, it somehow comes up that I didn't like Avatar and it's a really... It's no, a challenge it's okay. in our friendship that we need to work through consistently. Well, then she can read the books then. She can get on reading Lord of the Rings if. Yeah. Yeah. If she doesn't want to. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If she doesn't want to read that, then you don't have to watch Avatar. There we it's go. Even. You're even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think it isn't for everybody, right? Like any show isn't for anybody, but I just thought you would really like it. Like I do really like that show. It Once yeah. you get really into it more. You get to know all of the characters and like the politics that goes on and everything. It's just so good. I don't think that Korra is not as good. The like second series, second, whatever book. Um, It's still good, but it's not as good as Avatar. Yeah. I I think I should give it another chance. I I think I, a lot of times it does take me a couple episodes to get into certain um, shows. So I, I really should go back to it. I just happened because I think I would like it too because ever since I was a kid I would always pretend to be what I guess would essentially be like a waterbender or an airbender or whatever mm-hmm. um I had these two books uh one was called Goose Girl and one was called Enna Burning they're like these young adult fantasy books and in Goose Girl she could speak to birds but she could also control the wind so I always mm-hmm. pretended to be able to control the wind and then in Enna Burning she could control the fire And I think there was a third book where she could control water. And I was like obsessed with those books. So it's totally something that's up my alley. Yes. Yeah. I think that when you have time, give it another chance because I think you'll like it. Yeah. It it aligns with everything you're saying. And I think the listeners would agree with me. Yeah, I think so too. But what, uh, what superpower would you have, Kelsey? Ooh. Um, hmm. These types of questions, I never know. I'm always like, I don't. I don't know. Um, I feel like some sort of 
teleportation would be nice, but not just like the everyday, because here's the thing. I kind of like, like my commute, not that I really have a long commute right now, but I don't mind like driving and I don't mind being in my car, but sometimes I just want to snap my fingers and like be in Europe, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't, I I don't want to be on a plane for 14 hours. I'd rather just snap. Here we are. Let's do this thing. But I sometimes feel guilty for just wanting something for the ease of convenience. Do you know what I mean? No, I I think think that's totally valid. (laughs) I think it'd be really cool to also be able to like speak to animals or, you know, understand animals. Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be cool. I feel like that would be cool if animals (laughs) can have actually intelligent thoughts. Like what if you could speak to animals and it's just like food, water, cozy, bed, (laughs) Must or they're just like I'm thinking of a cat. Like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I would picture it being a little more intelligent. I guess I think about talking with my dogs and just having full-on conversations with them. Yeah, that would be really sweet. I would like to speak to my roommates' cats, I suppose, and see if yeah. they could actually understand me. But I agree with the teleportation thing too. I think that would be really cool. And and big big plus on teleportation it doesn't produce like uh it's not harmful to the environment what's mm-hmm. the word i'm trying to look for you know emissions eco-friendly yeah. yes thank yeah. you i would rather teleport than fly because while i think flying would be cool i think it would depends on what flying is like like is it like peter pan where you just jump up in the air and you're soaring around or does it take a lot of energy to fly Right. Is it like Peter Pan or is it like Breath of the Wild? Is Mm -hmm. my little thing going to run out when I'm midair? Yeah. Then I use my glide. Well, actually we could use gliders. (gasps) Oh, that'd be cool. You know what? The Avatar has a glider. Just saying, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aang has a glider. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Well, (laughs) us being like, we're not going to go on tangents. Yeah, we always go on tangents. I know. That's what makes us us. Yeah. Okay, so when Bilbo, <clears throat> excuse me, when Bilbo jumps out and he's like, here's the burglar, blah, and they're all like, what the heck, it's Bilbo. And he um, says like, oh, I've just been creeping around, you know, very quietly. And Balin's like, oh, I never had even a mouse get past me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when Balin says, I take my hood off to you, which he did. Fallen at your service, said he. I literally got teary-eyed. Oh, <laughs> and so I was like, sweet. you're going up on the charts here. Yeah. I mean, it is really sweet that he recognizes that Bilbo is is quite the impressive burglar. And he's like, I'm at your service now. Yeah. Oh, that's so wholesome. So, yeah, it was just a wholesome moment. And I, I really enjoyed how they kind of played that out yeah oh that's so sweet Kelsey (laughs) also I'm literally not shocked I cry at everything so yeah yeah same (laughs) uh I also just love that Bilbo throughout all of this as he's explaining how he escaped you know they're like what about the guards weren't there any and he's like oh yes lots of them but I dodged him got stuck in the door which was only open a crack and I lost my buttons like he's just so casual and smug he's like I know oh yeah lots of them (laughs) no big deal I know of course leaving out the one detail that he was invisible the whole time but yeah I but they're like oh my gosh wow like we underestimated this guy Mm -hmm. 
I wrote like when Gandalf is like, oh, what did I tell you to everybody? And it says, he says, Mr. Baggins has more about him than you guess. He gave Bilbo a queer look from under his bushy eyebrows as he said this. And the Hobbit wondered if he guessed at the part of his tale that he had left out. And I loved that because I could actually picture it like from the movie, like actually mm-hmm. Sir Ian McKellen doing that line. Yeah. <laughs> and doing that little like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that I know something about this mm-hmm. is fishy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, just imagine if Bilbo hadn't found the ring. I feel that this oh, no. all would have be gone dead. so differently. <laughs> Gollum would have had him for lunch. Yeah, yeah, totally. I thought it was funny too that Gandalf, you know, is kind of talking about the front porch and how it's changed and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. I must see if I can't find a more or less decent giant to block it up again. <laughs> And I was just like, is Gandalf friends with giants? Like, I know. And I was like, what are you going to hold some interviews and (laughs) (laughs) see how someone's going to (laughs) do? I know. I know. I just, again, I've always been very intrigued by the giants in Lord of the Rings, but this is really all we hear of them. Um, I have a question actually. Mm -hmm. After Gandalf says, I must see if I can't find a more or less decent giant, whatever, that whole part that we just talked about. Um, I guess I'm just confused at what Gandalf was explaining that he had done when the wall, like when the crack closed, because he kind of says a very ticklish business it was, touch and go. And he kind of explains what he was doing in that whole timeline, but I didn't really get it. Yeah. So basically he says that, you know, there is that bright flash that killed the goblins. And then he slipped into the crack just as it was closing and he was sneaking along behind them as they were going down to the great goblin, which I was thinking, because you and I had this whole conversation about where was Gandalf? Why was it taking him so long to get in? Maybe he needed to figure out the password. And I'm like, Gandalf, you were there the whole time. Exactly why I was confused reading this. Like that it can't possibly mean Gandalf was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. And he waited (laughs) until the right moment to I don't know do whatever it is that he did to distract the goblins yeah which I don't know I'm just (laughs) Gandalf I know I know couldn't have acted sooner I know it was a very chaotic moment you know so that's fine but I love how it also is like the rest we all know except that Gandalf knew all about the back door and I'm like of course he did (laughs) Mm -hmm. of course of course in true Gandalf's fashion that is yeah which I mean, again, it's good that they had Gandalf with it with them because otherwise yeah. it would have been bubbling along in the dark, probably would have been eaten. And I wonder so. if he knew, I wonder if he knew about Gollum. Like, cause I, I know if he knew about the back door and I just don't know if like had Dumbledore been through Dumbledore or, or Dumbledore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. What the heck? <gasps> What the heck? <laughs> oh no. Where did that come from? That was so weird. It's because you grew up with Dumbledore. So that's like what's deep in your mind. Yes, but like <laughs> that felt so weird. I also have like all my Harry Potter books right next to me. So maybe I just looked at that. I have no idea. That was really weird. And to be honest, I don't even remember what I was going to say about Gandalf now. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's okay. What a moment. Yeah. The next note that I have is just about the fact that Bilbo hadn't eaten for like three days. 
and how his his stomach felt all empty and loose and his legs were all wobbly now that the excitement was over and I was just like I can't imagine I I would also not be able to handle that and it says just think of that for a hobbit I know I'm like I know it's even worse I know Uh, I did like when they were talking about um this is just right before that they say we need to move out before the night comes in or whatever and they said and already shadows are lengthening I just loved that being the descriptive way of like the sun is setting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. shadows are lengthening and it was just a really good um I could see it you know yeah the lengthening of the shadows yeah it sounds like a horror film I know it Ooh, it does not a movie I would watch I know you could make horror films out of every one of these chapters so far yeah seriously I know I'm like out of the frying pan into the fire the shadows yeah (laughs) anyways okay literally right after all this it's like they cannot catch a break because they finally got out of the mountain survived the whole goblin everything and then bam they're caught in a landslide and mm-hmm. like not the good kind like the song okay this is a bad <laughs> kind well actually the song landslide isn't good but the song is good you know what i mean i don't think i know that song and a childhood in my heart cries above oh here it is when you see your oh. in the snow-covered hills and the landslide brought you down. Yes. It's, such do, a it's the Dixie Chicks, right? Um, It's not originally. But they one. sing it, right? It's I think it's Fleetwood Mac originally. Oh, that makes yes. sense. Anyways, um, don't judge my terrible singing. No, that, that was a very actually, good song. that was quite lovely, Kelsey. I wasn't going to join in and, and sing along with you because I thought I would ruin the moment. So. <gasps> oh my Thank gosh. You for you. But so all that to say, it's a great song, not a good moment for the dwarves and the Hobbit. Okay. Yeah, definitely not. So then when they get out of the landslide and everything and um, Bilbo says, what shall we do? What shall we do? Escaping goblins to be caught by wolves. And then that's when <laughs> they literally <laughs> explain the title of the chapter. And I did not realize that the title of the chapter was a proverb and that's what it meant. <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire yeah I had never heard that before you've never heard that before oh so (laughs) me this whole time I'm like "Ooh, are they gonna cook are we talking about more food again like (laughs) I don't know and then I read this and went oh yeah and I thought it was funny because I remember back when we were talking about and that's how the game of golf was invented (laughs) and I made a comment like oh yeah there's another like funny moment like that where Tolkien attributes Bilbo's adventures to a common phrase that we have this is what I was referring to and I just oh. remember thinking that was like even when I first read it when I was 11 I was like he, he, this is so cute yeah because I like how he says like and it became a proverb though we say it as this and I'm like yeah clever Tolkien I know but I want to start saying Bilbo's version I want to start saying escaping goblins to be caught by wolves it makes more sense I know because how many of us have really been in a frying pan? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> so then, of course, they, you know, climb up the trees. And poor Bilbo is so short that he can't get into any of the trees to escape the wolves. 
And it says that he was like a rabbit that has lost its hole and has a dog after it, which I thought was, I could just totally picture Bilbo like a sad little rabbit (laughs) trying to run and hide and he can't. And then (laughs) Nori says to Dory, you left the burglar behind again. And Dory's like, I can't always be the one having burglars on my back. And (laughs) I was just like, man, poor Dory, really. No one is giving him any slack. But it says that he is a good natured fellow and he does go down to actually help Bilbo up into the tree, even though the wolves are right behind them so I know I was like oh Dory okay redemption time I know but also there are so many of them why is Dory the only one that's being tasked with like saving Bilbo <laughs> well it says that he was the closest one to him so I think it was oh, just guess. by default he had to be the one but I can imagine it too like your brother being like oh my God, messed up again <laughs> I know <laughs> you I know? know but I was happy that he climbed out of the tree and let him like stand on his back and do all that stuff. And it's only the first of many times I'm sure that he's going to be Bilbo. Yeah. Um, so basically they're all like hiding out in trees and they're like, this is fine until the goblins are going to show up because they know how to climb trees. So Gandalf decides to light these wolves on fire. <laughs> I know. It reminds me, have you seen Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes, but such a long time ago. I literally love that movie so much. There's a moment where Ashton Kutcher goes, they set me on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Just reminded me of that. But um, Uh, he set the wolf on fire. (laughs) Have we seen these wolves, wargs, whatever, in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, so the wargs are what are in that battle like right before Helm's Deep where Aragorn gets carried off the edge those are wargs okay okay that's what I thought that I was like trying to at first I was like oh like wolves but then when they said they had like a language and Gandalf could understand it I was like oh these are these are more intelligent animals that mm-hmm. that you <laughs> could talk that- to <laughs> yes yeah like the superpower yeah um, it sounded kind of familiar so yeah I also just, I don't know. Okay, I know that we've talked about this before and I'm going to get so much crap for saying this because, you know, we've talked about Gandalf versus Dumbledore in the past and who would win. And I just have to say, I feel like lighting pine cones on fire and throwing them down into the wolves isn't the most impressive magic. And I'm like, Gandalf, you're a freaking wizard. Can you not do more than this? Yes, I, Lindsay, agree with you literally so much. Like at first I was like, ooh, it's blue and this one's red and this one's green. Is it going to do something different than normal fire? And then it doesn't. Then he becomes an arsonist because he literally catches the whole forest on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And then the goblins show up and Gandalf is still just like, well, shit, that didn't work, so... I guess, I guess this is going to be the last thing we do. And it's literally like Gandalf would have died, but he didn't jump because the eagles came in, which yeah. I just spark noted like that whole section. But I completely agree with you. I was like, there's literally nothing else you could do. You couldn't like trick the wolves. You couldn't. Uh, uh. I know. You, like you couldn't like thunderclap them or something. Like, yes. I don't know. No, or at least. A, a Vada Kedavra. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I said Dumbledore earlier. I know, I know. No, it's I, like, I thought at least the fire would be like a fire that they can't put out or like, 
something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it does say that the fire like kind of digs into their skin and it is harder to put out than regular fire or like it, like, it hurts them more, but obviously not enough. <laughs> I know. Come on, Gandalf. Come on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me, let me tell you, Lindsay, when these eagles showed up, I <laughs> was fangirling so hard. <laughs> yes. I literally wrote in my notes, why am I fangirling right now? Like I was not expecting that it totally came out of left field. And I was like, this, this is why everyone is like, why didn't the Eagles come in Lord of the Rings? Because they come in, in the Hobbit. Yeah. So this is now the second time that we know of that Eagles come in to save the day. Cause obviously at the end of Lord of the Rings and then now, um, and yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Like this is kind of why I think everyone says that because it's like Tolkien does kind of use the Eagles as his like, get out of jail free card. Yeah. Here come the Eagles. We're saved. Yeah. But I loved that, you know, they take quite a few pages to like describe where the Eagles are taking them and like what's going on and how there's like the Lord of the Eagles. I literally wrote in all caps, Lord of the Eagle. (laughs) I also wrote down that I just loved here learning more about the Eagles and it's like, yeah, what you just said, basically. Yeah, no, no, but it it is exciting. And I finally was like, this is what I didn't know. Because in Lord of the Rings, I was like, why is everyone talking about these eagles? Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. But like, not really. And now I feel like I'm in on it. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Also there. So then the eagles come up. um, The goblins show up. Right. Yeah. And they're like making bigger fires and they start singing that song. I know. Another song. Here we go. When they're singing that song, let me just read it from this really quick. The very first lyric, they say, and I don't know that, I don't remember the tune they were singing in, but it's 15 birds in five fir trees. And for some reason, I started singing it to the tune of Steady as a Beating Drum from Pocahontas. (laughs) 15 birds in five fir trees. Their feathers were friendly breeze. Like it literally oh God, sounds like that. that. It also, does. If you haven't listened to Pocahontas in a while, you should do yourself a favor and listen to it because that music is incredible. All except for I hate the Savages song, but I agree. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. The music itself is beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, just around the river bend. Oh, Colors of the Wind. Oh, I know. God. Colors of the Wind is such a good song. I know. When, and I think that movie is just like underrated. People I know. sleep on it. Yeah. I, when I was going to a lot of protests out in 20, in 2020, I remember someone singing Colors of the Wind, like at a protest where they had a bunch of musicians come up and sing and play. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, this song is so applicable to so many different yes. things. Like it's so important. Yeah. Beautiful. If only the rest of that movie could have been as <laughs> applicable and accurate. I know. Society. Um, yeah. But still, good music anyways, at least. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Disney films. Um, anyways, I just really like that song. And then the Eagles, you know, pretty much saved the day. And I wrote, hell yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I know. I, it's like, once again, Eagles save Gandalf. And then I thought... I think maybe I'm skipping way ahead here. It's so okay. I don't all, know. 
descriptive on how the Eagles pick them up and everything. Yeah, it's basically the Eagles pick them up and then poor Bilbo <laughs> almost gets left behind and is hanging on to yet again Dory's legs. I know. And when Bilbo goes, my arms, my arms, and Dory's like, my legs. <laughs> but also, this isn't what I was going to say, but now that we're here, that it would be so terrifying. I mean, I know because everyone else is like, got picked up by the talon, right? So they're just mm-hmm. chilling. But Bilbo is literally, I didn't realize this until I like kept reading. Bilbo's literally hanging on to Dory's legs after not eating for like four days and is so tired. And everyone else is just like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> wee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that what you were gonna say? I'm so sorry. I was yeah, no, that moment. it's so true. It's so true. And you know, this is random, but I went to Ren Fair yesterday, and they actually have like a how long can you hang contest because apparently I don't know what like the time limit is that most people are able to do it. I didn't really stop uh-huh. and watch, but it's hard to hold yourself just hanging for a really long period of time yeah. unless you are super strong. And I don't imagine Bilbo is that strong. So yeah, well, that would be so mind scary. over matter, I think, because mm-hmm. he's even said like picturing what would happen if he did let go was scarier. So he just kept holding on. Oh my god! I know my hands are sweating right now. Just I know it was literally a nightmare. Like so much of this book is just like one nonstop nightmare. I know. But then they finally land, and then you know Gandalf's like, "I understand that you don't want to get involved with the men, so just take us where." as far and as, as you're willing to go. Right. And then when they like go to pick them up again, I literally thought they forgot Bilbo again, but actually the Eagle came back to go get Bilbo. Yeah. This also just made me curious and wonder because it says that, you know, Gandalf and the Eagle Lord appeared to know one another slightly and even be on friendly terms. And that Gandalf had been that way and healed a wound of an Eagle's before. So this is kind of the Eagles are repaying Gandalf's kindness by helping them. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I wonder if in the time between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, like after this and before, you know, the little moth friend comes and saves Gandalf. (laughs) I was just wondering like, oh, did this friendship flourish more in this time frame? Because clearly Gandalf and the Eagles are like, I had the same question because I was like they already did a favor for a favor what else did Gandalf do for them that sorry I thought I said Dumbledore again for a second nope um what else did Gandalf do for them to make it like them be as willing as they were to literally fly to Mordor you know what I mean yeah so either they just became like besties or Gandalf did another favor for them besties for the resties yes oh my gosh <laughs> oh wait wait so really quick side note at my old job my coworker used to look up people who would like go through our leadership programs like just to see who they were she was a recruiter as like part of her job and yeah. this one guy who was like very straight laced seeming had an instagram post <laughs> captioned besties for the resties <laughs> funny to me oh my gosh I recently (laughs) got one of my villagers on animal crossing to change his catchphrase or to change what he called me to bestie oh that's adorable I know it's really cute so yeah 
Okay. But yeah, so Gandalf and the Eagles are besties for the resties, and I want to yep. know why. Yep, me too. That's basically that. Well, that's basically the like whole chapter, but I do love that the very last sentence of this chapter again reminds us that Bilbo's still dreaming of his house. Um, and it says, but all night he dreamed of his house, his own house, and wandered in his sleep into all of his different rooms looking for something that he could not find nor remember what it looked like and i thought that was interesting because it's not just oh bilbo misses his home it's like something is up i know i definitely had a thought of like ooh, is this the ring kind of taking the teensiest little bit of a hold on bilbo Mm -hmm. or or just something that like i don't know what's coming oh yeah could be that too (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that totally, oh yeah that, totally yeah, yeah that <laughs> <laughs> but I did think it was interesting because it's just different than what we're used to seeing so I was like oh oh he's telling us something I don't know what it is but he's telling us something so yeah it's just like a hint of ominous yeah 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 and that's pretty much the end of chapter six so oh, Lindsay I'm so wow. proud of us for getting through that with with tangents but within our time frame (laughs) I know that was impressive um I have to say like we were saying before we started recording I do feel like this is a little bit of an in-between chapter where it's kind of like I just want to get on to the rest of the story you know I mean it's scary and a lot happens and it's stressful but I'm just excited to continue on and talk about what happens next because I have to say from here on out I just feel like the rest of the book is just so good. I love. I'm so excited. I love what happens in the next chapter. I like the next three chapters. I just am so excited to discuss with you. So I'm excited. Yay. I know I'm excited too. I feel like I even had a moment in this chapter where I was like, I kind of forget what their main plan is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, like I said, to read Clear Queer Lodgings chapter seven um and hear what you have to think about I don't even want to say anything I but yeah I'm just excited (laughs) we're like almost halfway through this book wow I mean we're like we're over a third so I think after this chapter we'll be like just about halfway through look at that I'm excited oh my gosh okay everyone well thank you again for listening everybody um stay tuned obviously keep reading if you'd like to join us and um yeah submit any questions or anything you want to hear us discuss on next week's episode for chapter seven yeah and i don't think for the next chapter but the two chapters after that we have some more guests joining us which i'm really looking forward to so we definitely have a lot of fun discussions to have as we continue on with this book so thanks for listening as always You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. If you enjoy our podcast, please share, rate, and subscribe. And for exclusive content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hobbits at Heart Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.